You're listening to 103.5 FM, the Sun Community Radio, WLSPLP, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, and you are in homeroom with Brad Saren. Hi, how are you? Brad Saren is the superintendent of the Sun Prairie Area School District. I'm I doing am. great. Good, good. Good to see you again. It's been a few Likewise. weeks. Yeah. I know it has been a few weeks, but uh, so is next week, Wednesday, actually August 1st? Like, I, I, wow. <laughs> I can't even believe it. It feels like it was just June. Yeah, that's... Oh, this is this summer's really gone. Has it, it has. It has. <laughs> it's good though. I I hope you've got some vacation in and some time to little bit of time here and, and there relax. with the family, which has been great. Good, good, good to hear. So we all hey, needed t- it. Todd, before we start, I'd like to do a little bit of a presentation. I don't know if uh, our listeners are aware, but the Wisconsin Community Media Association uh, annually does just uh, uh, an evaluation of best practice across the state of Wisconsin in media, and so and so this program. Uh, earned an award of achievement. And so I've got a plaque here for all of those listeners out there that I'm actually presenting to Todd here in recognition and thanking him for his uh, for his service to the school district and to the community to help uh, get information out and to make certain that, that people know what's happening inside the school. So thank you so much, Todd, for well, all of your you, work. Brad, and, uh, thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, it's been it's been fun doing this. It and has. This is, we were just is, talking. This is the start of our third year doing this. Yeah, this is... Um, and I think it's it's gone kind of in the direction we hoped it would yes. too. That you know we're getting information out, we're bringing the important topics of the district, correct, uh, out to the community, and and we you know if there's feedback, we'd love to hear it too. We, yeah. uh, you know, yes, absolutely. The school district. There's a, a web page for the site. You can hear all the. Uh, uh, past episodes. Yeah, all the backlog is up there, almost yeah. in a podcast type style. And there's contact pages right there on the school district website. There you is. Can get Just a reach hold out of us here at the the media center too to, uh, to to send along any thoughts you have or or topic suggestions or anything like that. We'd we'd love to hear them. Uh, but thank you. Let's let's move on here with with today's show. We've got uh, a little discussion about secondary school. Just a uh, little discussion. Space. Yes, <laughs> okay. just a little. There, there's not much to go into here. I, I say sarcastically, of course. Uh, Paul Baraboo, who is uh, one of the liaisons for the school between the school board and the uh, larger community. Yes, larger community to the secondary school space planning committee, which. Uh, if you want to call it SSSPC, I've hear, heard is is a little bit easier, but maybe not. Yeah, it, it, we're, we're not sure. Really it's easier to type. That's for certain. It, it definitely is. Yeah, but um, Paul, welcome. Thank you for for being here. Hi, right, Todd. Thanks. Um, let's jump into this. What are we talking about here? When we just for baseline uh, people who may not be uh, involved with the discussion, what are we talking about when we're talking about secondary school space planning? Sure. Uh, let's go back uh, to the original development of the committee. Uh, it was way back, I think, January that um, committee members applied to uh, be on, uh, work on addressing the potential for too many students at the high school. Uh, we're simply hitting the maximum capacity uh, of the current high school. So the committee was formed to really look at um, secondary levels all the way 6 to 12 with an emphasis on the high school to address those concerns coming down the road. Um, we applied. I believe the original committee was they had 70, 80, maybe 90 applications. I think there were about 45. We had a great draw. Yeah. yeah. Original members spread across schools, spread across levels. We've got parents. We've got staff. We've got 
um, people from the community who don't have kids uh, in the school system. So really wide representation uh, of the community on the committee. And, and what's your background in it? How did you get involved in it? And, and what, uh, how did you uh, take the position that you have? Sure. Uh, so my background, I worked a little with the school board previously on the old planning committee. So I had some background with the school board and the school district in that way. Uh, I'm actually an instructor over at Madison College, so education is uh, right up my alley. And then I've got three kids now in the school district, uh, three kids at Royal Oaks. So obviously a long-term interest mm -hmm. in the school district and the schools. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the questions people might have uh, when they hear about this committee is, didn't we just do this? <laughs> and, and, and Brad, maybe you can speak to this too. Well, well, the district did, but in a, at a different level and a different did, yes. different level of schools. Can you maybe address what that process yeah, was absolutely. and how, how it influenced what we're doing now? Yeah. So in 2014, we had a, a, a not a secondary school space planning, just a, a school space planning committee convened. And they looked at, at, at just uh, the, the overcrowding and the population increases across the entire school district. And they went through a huge process and eventually made an advisory recommendation to the school board regarding the two elementaries that we have uh, being finalized right now. And so part of that advisory recommendation to the board was to address the, the, the high school. Um, so uh, the board took up the elementary part of that recommendation. Uh, and then worked on that, and then just uh, like Paul was saying, just this last January, decided to sort of unearth the, the high school conversation again uh, to address that. And because our school district and our board are just so focused on engaging the community, they wanted another big process to make certain that, that the community had um, just ample opportunities to be able to give input in how this school district will serve kids, serve families, and serve this community for the next 100 years. So. Uh, so they sort of um, unearthed then a secondary school space planning committee that, like Paul was saying, just has repu representation from all parts. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, and so uh, what people are feeling is just, just a lot of engagement, and that's because of our commitment to it. Mm -hmm. These are issues. These are big picture issues yes. um, that have probably just hundreds of different, you know, you know variables uh, yeah combinations yeah, direction yes. and directions they can go and different turns you can have that that lead to different discussions um that that might seem a little overwhelming just when you're jumping into something like that paul how did how did you guys decide you know what where to start and 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 what was the uh, the process you wanted to go through sure well, one of the things that i think was really helpful that we actually started with um, a few months of just familiarizing everybody with um, all of those factors that might go into this decision. So we did things like tour the current facilities. We looked at the high school. We looked at Chums. We looked at Prairie Phoenix Academy. Um, we looked at uh, things like the budget and the financial state of the school district. We looked at the land in the school district. We heard from the city in terms of concerns they might have. So we really had uh, February all the way until really into June um, where our focus was just learning as much as possible um, to sort of get a handle on all of those variables and all of the things that could factor in yeah. um, to the decision. So we didn't really jump in right away to any decision making. It really was a, a, a lengthy and important learning process before we got to generating those ideas and, and eventually trying to whittle those down into what's most workable. Yeah. Were there things that you learned in that that you you were surprised by that that came as you know well this is new to us this is new to me i i didn't know this about about where the district was or where it's going or or what the the, the state of things is 
Absolutely. I mean, for me, it was just a, it was eye opening to tour the current high school. Mm. Um, I've got kids in elementary school. I'd been past the high school. I'd never been in the high school. Um, and when we did the tour the first night, uh, I think we went on the tour about half an hour into our two and a half hour meeting. Um, and I was like, man, this is going to take, it took that long. The new high school is amazingly <laughs> huge yeah. and there's so much going on in there. Um, that it really was eye-opening for me to see everything that's offered, everything that's available to the students, all the different opportunities, um, all the different academic possibilities for them there. Uh, that was really eye-opening for me. Similarly, uh, I think going into Prairie Phoenix Academy for me stood out as a, I just wasn't familiar. I'd driven by that building mm -hmm. dozens of times, I'm sure, uh, and just wasn't familiar with what was happening there. Uh, we also had uh, things like the land uh, I think, for example, the high school, everyone sees the high school land, the plots, the site, and, and thinks there's so much land there. Mm -hmm. uh, but we heard from architects, we heard from um, the city about some of the challenges on that land in terms of potentially expanding. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of things along the way that I think it was really good to hear those on the front end before we really got into any possibilities and decisions. Um, because ideally we're making, I think, better decisions on the back end of that process. Yeah. And when was that? When, uh, how, how far into this process are we, I guess? Uh, I should take a step back and, and ask, uh, you know, how long a process is and where are we um, as we're talking right now? Sure. So the, the first three to four months of the process, starting in February, really were dedicated to that learning okay. element, uh, figuring out everything we could uh, in terms of the different factors that would go into the process. In June, about mid-June, I think, uh, earlier mid-June, we started the actual brainstorming process. What are the different possibilities uh, for how we would address the issue of enrollment at the secondary level. Mm -hmm. um, and just in the last two meetings, uh, late June, uh, mid-July, uh, we've now stepped into the stage where we're trying to whittle down those options. I think there were 34, 35 okay. yeah, there were, uh, they, originally. <laughs> they had a heck of a lot of options yeah. to be able to sift through. And we've gone, I think we're down to really just a handful now. We're under 10. So okay. we spent the last two meetings really looking at that list and, and getting down to the options we think are, are most viable. Yeah. One of the interesting things is that uh, the group themselves created the criteria that they would use to evaluate all the options, and they did that before they brainstormed. So, uh, and by the way, all of this information is on our website. If you go to the district website, which is sunprayschools.org, and you put your cursor over about, uh, a drop-down menu pops up, and school uh, or space planning is one of the um, you know menu options right there, and if you click into it, you can look at everything and in the entire thing. And it's really it's a visual thing. It, this is a, a lot of this is visual. It helps to see it does you know, yeah. what you're talking about yeah. when you're you're dealing with different areas and, yeah. and, and things like that. And all the meetings have been opened and videotaped by the the media center, Sun Prairie Media Center too. So if you, you want to go in and look at the presentations and watch the videos, you can. But Anyhow, back to the criteria. The the criteria that the school space plan. Well, actually, Paul, why don't you here? You, you own it here. I'll, I'll, I'll let you explain <laughs> what the criteria are. Sure. So back in, I think we started with the criteria back in March, where we started just asking. Um, it's not hard to brainstorm possibilities, but how are we going to determine which of those best um, meet the needs of the school district, the enrollment, um, and best serve the community as a whole? Um, so we worked as a committee to come up with a draft. Uh, actually, part of our role as liaison, myself and Lisa Goldsberry, who's the other liaison went to the board with that draft of criteria, had an extensive discussion um, about what the board liked, what the board might add, revisions, took that back to the committee, and then sort of finalized this set of six criteria that we used uh, to really evaluate the different options uh, once we had that brainstormed list. So things like equitable access to learning environments, 
looking at financial feasibility, um, looking at how we could come up with something that would support community use and partnerships. Uh, we had these set in place before we really went into those options and really used them to whittle down the 30 plus down to that list of eight to 10 um, that we're really working with now. Mm-hmm. But before we get too much further into this, I, 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 it probably would have been helpful earlier to talk about why this needs to happen. Um, the school district is expanding well, rapidly, it, rapidly, <laughs> uh, both in uh, land space and in, in some ways and just in population. Correct. Um, what does that mean in terms of enrollment and in enrollment projections and how far out we go and look at that? Sure. So the school district uses two uh predictors to look at student population. The first is the Applied Population Laboratory at UW-Madison, and the second one is a a researcher uh, from uh, the Roffers Group. And uh, they have two different methodologies in how they come up with population projections, but those are are what we use. Mm -hmm. Um, Both predict that within the next five years that uh, we will be beyond our maximum capacity for the high school. Right now, we are beyond our, our, our target capacity, and within the next sort of, um, you know, three to five years, we will be on max capacity, mm-hmm. which means that there will be no room at the high school. And even now, when you when you go up to the high school, uh, when we're at target capacity, you'll see that, like, we don't have any more tar- uh, parking passes for anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the, the cafeteria is absolutely packed and running three lunches. Mm-hmm. So... Um, if you look at hallway flow, the hallway flow is just very packed. So, um, and so when you're when you're dealing with those implications, uh, it puts a, a big priority on trying to have a plan that matches community expectations about how we grow the school district relative to how the community is growing. So, um, so, so, so we will we are beyond our target capacity. Right. So does that, um, or I guess, how much of a sense of urgency does that add to what you're doing in this process, knowing that? These numbers are going up. They're going to keep going up if these projections hold. And, and if you look around the the construction, home construction and apartment construction in the area, that's going up. Yeah. Uh, what kind of urgency is there to get this done, get something to happen in terms of, you know, whatever the, the end result is? And certainly administration is and teachers are are. I have a sense of urgency because they see it every day. What I've really been interested in is how the, the urgency from the school space planning committee right. and trying to do something you know, positive for the school district. Absolutely. I, I think we recognize, too, the value of trying to address this early yeah. rather than waiting until we've really passed maximum capacity. Um, again, one of the things that I think was important in the learning stage is it's not like you snap your fingers and boom, there's a new high school building yeah. or a new. Ele- this takes time yeah. um, once the decision's even made or a referendum is even passed. Um, so I think the people on the committee recognize that the, the district and the board are really trying to address this with enough lead time um, that whatever solution is put out there and hopefully the referendum passed, we have time then to build. Um, do whatever construction is necessary uh, and make sure it's addressed before that that pressure gets even more pressing. Yeah. You're listening to Homeroom on 103.5 The Sun Community Radio coming to you from the 103.5 The Sun Studio is underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. My name is Todd Molesky. I'm the host. We're here with Brad Sarin. Hello. And our guest today is Paul Baraboo, a Hi. liaison from the Secondary School Space Planning Committee uh, for the Sun Prairie School District. Um, I wanted to, to ask about um, what the makeup of, of this committee is, how big it is, and, and who, what, what kind of stakeholders are involved. You know, there's, there's all sorts of different uh, uh, 
you know, just people who have kids in the district, I'm sure, people who don't, taxpayers, obviously. Uh, what's the makeup? Right now, I think we're about 44, if I right. remember correctly, uh, members on the committee. Um, the makeup, we have parents, obviously, mm-hmm. of students in the district. We've got staff um, from the district. We have uh, city representation. Uh, we have, again, taxpayers who don't have kids right. in the school district. Um, so there's a really wide variety. We're spread across the different schools uh, in terms of where parents and their kids are going. Uh, and I think that's been really important because we've, got a real, we've had a real diverse um, sharing of views and experiences and interests mm-hmm. um, from that population on the committee that really adds perspective uh, and, again, hopefully produces a better decision in the long run. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a fairly large committee with 40-plus people uh, and really a wide range of people from the community. Yeah. I'm probably guilty of burying the lead here. and We're 15, 17 minutes into the show here, and I haven't really gotten into, you know, what the I, – I think a lot of people – kind of think of as the big issue here is is there going to be a second high school are we making are we adding on to the 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 existing high school i'm sure that's one of the the big things you have to weigh and have to examine where are we in the process of is 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 that the end result or is that something that's already been decided or is in the process of being decided in the process of being decided i would say so we had when we generated our list of 34 options there were options that included both um building new high school uh, expanding the current um, and there were a variety of other approaches as well Uh, there was a lot of creativity involved there um I think right now we're in the process of whittling those down, but I think, for example, expanding at the current high school site is probably unlikely to happen, mm-hmm. really, for some of those concerns. You mentioned uh, land. Yeah, the land yeah. issue that we'd have to re- potentially relocate athletic fields. Uh, there's sewer and utilities, um, and there's a limited amount of usable land on that site, actually. There's wetlands and yeah. issues, so there's just not as much land there as possible. Uh, or as we think might be possible. Um, So I think right now our options are narrowed. There is an option in there including building a second comprehensive high school school that's um, not necessarily cookie cutter to the current, Mm -hmm. uh, but equitable and and comparable facilities. Yeah, I I think that's definitely one of the options that remains on the table. Yeah, Uh, this is obviously a hot button issue in the community. When you get these kind of discussions about a second high school, that means splitting apart sports teams we get to that discussion i i I don't know how much that factors into what you guys discuss um does it does it um is it kind of underlying what maybe some people talk about that you feel like well maybe this is driven by uh some discussions like that but that people don't want necessarily to raise them in that voice i think we've actually had people raise them directly in that voice yep that's one of the things that's been great on the committee i think people have felt comfortable to to really sort of express their concerns and interests uh including athletics um that's been on the table we discussed it just last meeting again in terms of where we what we might do with athletic fields with ashley field Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely been part of the conversation uh it's we've had conversation about exactly what you just mentioned how much should that drive or influence decisions that we make versus other factors Uh, but it's definitely been a a direct part of the conversation that we've had yeah yeah i guess maybe we can go just briefly touching on a a few things pros and cons of of looking at one school and looking at two schools um is there is there either i guess let's start with uh a a two-school approach if you're adding another school what what kind of things have has the committee kind of been weighing 
it, it as pros cons in that direction. Yeah, with the second school, a separate school, uh, I think one of the pros on that with that solution is we really have a better chance of addressing the enrollment issues going forward. Okay. Uh, it provides a lot more space. Mm. Uh, it's definitely more feasible in terms of the land available. Again, there's limitations at the current site. Uh, we talked about things like just transportation uh, at the current site. If we were to expand greatly there, uh, it's difficult to get the number of students that are there now um, into uh, that space. If we add several hundred students, that just makes it more complicated. Right. If we then separate those schools, that will simplify or, or make some of those issues easier to deal with. Um, a second thing I think would be a pro on the second school um, is we're looking then at providing more opportunity for students in the community mm -hmm. um, where you really are if the decision were made to for example um, split athletic teams and again i want to be clear though those decisions haven't right. been made and aren't necessarily even made by our committee but if that were made you have more opportunities for students in the school district to participate mm -hmm. um, so there's definite advantage there um, cons, I think the, the historical conversation about are we a one school or a right. two school community, right? And, and going to a two school community would be a shift. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure that's as much of a con depending on how it's handled, yeah. but it's definitely been part of the conversation of are we one school, are we two school? Well, that's how will that split the committee? Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about things that whichever way we go, we can work to maintain a sense of Sun Prairie as a whole, even yeah. if we have those um, two separate high schools. And I would imagine when you're talking about one school, then you're kind of flipping around a lot of those in in the opposite direction and making those arguments kind of uh, the, the complete opposite as pros and cons or cons and pros uh, yeah, you in bet. terms of those. You know. Yep, exactly. That one school, you're, you're putting a lot of, I think, what, what is the estimate out to 2025? I want to say it's 2,500, yes. 2,600 yes. students okay. uh, that we'd be looking at at the current site, which is a lot of students. So issues like parking, um, again, issues like access to activities. We just uh, wouldn't have the classrooms, so we'd it, end up having right, to. Right. And, and is that a, a great learning or educational environment, having that many kids in, in one building? Right. That, I would imagine that comes up, too. It does. And as an educator myself, I would absolutely speak to that. You can put a yeah. lot of students in the classroom. It's not necessarily um, the best or most effective learning environment if you do. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a lot of the um, pros and cons of the two options really do sort of mirror each other. Yeah. We've got a couple minutes left. I want to make sure we touch on uh, what's coming up and how people can get involved. Um, maybe you can go into, I, I believe there's a meeting coming up tonight as we're recording this on July 25th. Um, if you're hearing this later, it will have passed, but there are other meetings you can get into. Uh, there's uh, the page on the school district website, but maybe touch on that and what's, what's coming up in the near term. Sure. So there is the meeting today. Uh, people do hear it in time. And uh, I think we are at the school district, the district building right. uh, at 430. On yep. On Bird Street, uh, where we will be, um, we have representation from the committee, uh, from the district. We'll be walking through sort of what we are now, where we are in the process, some of the options, what's still on the table um, in an effort to sort of engage the community, get information out there and let people uh, ask questions. And mm -hmm. this isn't the first time that the that the secondary school space planning has engaged right. the community. They've also engaged uh, uh, both uh, teachers and then uh, and then students too. So mm -hmm. uh, after after that, we'll actually have a, a so 
We have a publicly elected board that appointed a public school space planning committee to get feedback. They've had engagement sessions right. with the larger community. And then in early September, we'll actually send out a, a full community-wide survey to try to get even more information uh, on the narrowed uh, options that the secondary school space planning committee elects. Uh, and then from there, a little bit more longer term, uh, in uh, October and December, they'll be finalizing a recommendation. We're tentatively targeting a December 10th as far as a, a presentation from the Secondary School Space Planning Committee to the board. And uh, right now the board has said that it would like to set up a timeline to actually have uh, some type of of referendum and during the spring mm. election in, okay. in April. So that's the that's more the long term type. Uh, yeah. So we'll keep that dates. keep that in the in the uh, long range vision there. That's mm -hmm. that's great. Well, we've got a couple minutes left. I know Brad has some some things we want to mention about what's happening in the district. Uh, turning it over to you, Brad. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. But you know. Just before I get into the, some of the events that are happening across the district, I'd, on behalf of the school district, I'd like to both thank uh, Paul and Lisa for their service and all of the secondary school space planning committee members to, to talk about an emotional topic and to talk about debt service and have the forethought and be visionary. All of it is just a... One of those things that it can be a, can be a, a you know a bit emotional for everybody, but they're just doing an exceptional job. So thank you, Paul, for everything that you do. We really appreciate it. And I, I think the committee would echo the fact that we appreciate that the board and the district um, do so much to invite the community in and, and make this an engaging uh, and inclusive process. That's our goal. So uh, as far as things that are happening across the school district, like you said, tonight from 4.30 to 6, we've got the uh, Community Engagement Open House for Secondary School Space Planning. It's at the district office on 106. Right after that, we actually have a, a public hearing on the 1819 school budget. And so if you'd like to come and hear about the school budget or even see it livecast uh, uh, from the Sun Prairie Media Center, you're able to. And then on August 1st, we've got another Secondary School Space Planning Committee. That's at 6 o'clock uh, at the high school library. And then from there everybody knows there are just a ton of youth camps happening across the district i stopped into a youth volleyball camp yesterday put on by our girls uh, we've got sport contact days across the district we've got capital maintenance stuff happening uh, our administrators have been uh, coming together for the strategic plan uh, and we have an unbelievable newsletter back to school newsletter coming out uh, at the beginning of august august 1st 2nd and 3rd to welcome everybody back to school there's really no summer vacation, is there? We are ready for kids. <laughs> we love kids. We want them to come back. That's awesome. Uh, Brad, thank you. Thank you. It's good Tom. to see you again. Paul Baraboo, thank you very much for, for stopping in. We, we appreciate your time and, uh, and uh, your insight into what's happening with secondary school planning. Thanks. Happy to help. My name is Todd Molesky. You've been listening to Homeroom on 103.5 FM, The Sun, Sun Prairie Community Radio. I'm saved by the... Yeah.